And we are in a series that I'm wrapping up today called Difference Maker. And I've just titled this message, Be the Difference. Be the Difference. And if you're new with us today, the Difference Maker series is all about how God has created us to make a difference in the lives of other people. You see, our vision at People's Church, and, and you just heard campus pastors talk about this, our, our vision at People's Church is to help people know God. We want to see more change lives. How? By helping people know God, by helping people grow in God, by helping people discover their purpose, and by helping people make a difference. We believe God has created us to make a difference in the lives of other people. And as we prepare today to make our dream builder commitments to the Lord, I want us to see how much the poor and the needy matter to God. You don't hear a lot of messages on the poor. You don't hear a lot of messages on the needy. But yet when you study the word of God, it is very clear that God is passionate about the needs of the poor and the hurting. It's very clear that God cares deeply about those who are poor and needy. And I want us to look at that today. I hope that you have a new perspective about your heavenly father in regards to hurting people and poor people and people who are in desperate need. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 14 and verse number 31, whoever oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker. Another translation says insults their maker. When you show when, when you oppress the poor, you insult your maker. Another says mocks your maker. Or you, we literally disrespect our heavenly father when we oppress the poor. Goes on to say, but whoever is kind to the needy honors God. When we're kind to the needy, the scripture says we're actually honoring our heavenly father. And I know some of you are thinking right now, yes, preach pastor, be kind to me. I've been waiting for you to preach my message. You're finally on my message. I'm poor. Be kind to me. Thank you, Pastor, for hearing from God. But, but here, here's the reality. Most Americans, when we compare ourselves to the rest of the world, we actually aren't poor. Now, we feel poor. I'm not going to even ask all of you to raise your hand if you feel poor. Because a lot of hands would go up and say, I feel poor. And in America, we feel poor because we live in homes and drive cars that we can't afford. And so we feel poor. We, we spend money we don't have on stuff we don't need to impress people we don't like. It's America, you know what I mean? Come on, you're getting ready to do it this week on Black Friday, you know what I'm saying? And Black Friday starts on Wednesday now, you know what I mean? You know we're spending money we don't have on stuff we don't even need. And then we feel poor. But in reality, when we look at the rest of the world, many Americans aren't poor. According to Global Rich List on the web, an American making 18550 which is the poverty line for an American family of three. Uh, this family is in the top 4.47% of the wealthiest people in the world when you look at Americans in comparison to the world. More than one-third of Africa lacks access to clean drinking water. 
That's nearly the population of the United States and Canada together. Can't even get clean drinking water. Poor people in developing countries around the world spend 60 to 80% of their income on food. Americans spend less than 10% of their income on food. Now, I don't want to minimize poverty in America because there are poor people in America. And some of you may be struggling with poverty today. But I do want us to think about the world because we live in a world and not just in America or just in Oklahoma. And as a whole, in comparison to the rest of the world, Americans are rich. We are extremely blessed. And we've been blessed to be a blessing. We are blessed to help the less fortunate. And I want us to understand that our Heavenly Father has a huge heart for the poor. Proverbs chapter 31 and verse number 8 says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. And that's what we're doing throughout this series. Ensure justice for those being crushed. Yes, speak up for the poor and helpless and see that they get justice. And in this series, we're speaking up and, and wanting to make a difference for people who are poor and people who are helpless. That's, that's why we're, we're doing the Haiti One program. And it's our heart's desire that this next year we would sponsor 100 Haitian kids. Our church has been to Haiti on several occasions, and we want to sponsor 100 Haitian, Haitian kids and to help them get a Christian education and to get belly in the food in their belly every single day as they learn. And so we're excited to help. Well, listen, we're speaking up for people who can't speak for themselves. Those Haitian kids don't have a microphone, don't have a platform in an audience to say, look at my need. And so we're speaking up for those who can't speak for themselves. And for $42,000, we can help 100 kids as a church get an education and food in their bellies. That's why we want to build eight homes in Haiti for eight homeless families in Haiti. For $48,000, we can build eight homes. And get some families off the street. And I understand something. I wish we could make a difference for everybody. But just because we can't make a difference for everybody, I don't want that to be an excuse that we don't help somebody. And so we're going to help eight families get off the street in, in Haiti and make a difference in their life. We want to ensure justice for those who are being crushed. And one of the ways people are being crushed in our world, and even kids, is through sex slavery. And kids are being trafficked. And so their bodies are being sold. I have four kids, so this is near to my heart. I have an 11-year-old son. He's getting ready to be 12 in December. I mean, you know how kids are. They always want to be older than what they are. So I'm 11 and a half. I'm 11 in 10 months. Come on, you get 40, you won't be saying that. You know what I'm saying? You hold on as long as you can hold on. You know what I'm saying? But I got an 11-year-old getting ready to be 12, and I got a 10-year-old and a 9-year-old and a 7-year-old. I can't imagine somebody snatching my kid and their body being sold into slavery. And that's happening, been sold into sex trafficking. And you and I can make a difference for those kids through Free International and for $40,000 help rescue some children. We want to make a difference. God cares about those being crushed. The Bible says in Proverbs 22 and verse 9, I hope you have a different perspective about your heavenly father. He has so much to say about the poor because he cares. It says the generous will themselves be blessed for they share their food 
with the poor. And People's Church, we are a generous church. We're not just consumers. Come on, we're contributors. Everybody say, I'm a contributor. Come on, we're contributors, not consumers. We're contributors, and we want to share our food with the poor. And so one of the projects that we want to do over this next year is to help the city rescue mission with a new kitchen. And they need renovations there, and they serve thousands of people consistently. And right now, during this holiday season, as it turns cold, there'll be so many homeless people going to the city rescue mission. And we can help feed them. We can help make a difference by by helping to renovate the kitchen and help provide food for the poor. We can do that for $40,000. We've talked with the City Rescue Mission. We want to make a difference because God cares about the poor. Proverbs 14 and verse 21 says, It is a sin to despise one's neighbor, but blessed is the one who is kind to the needy. I want you to know this, who is kind to the needy. And as a church family, we want to be kind to the needy. And so there are so many needs around our world. And one of the big needs is for clean drinking water. And so in Kenya, Africa, we're going to help and we're going to provide water wells and the pumps for the water to provide clean drinking water in some villages in Kenya, Africa, so people can have clean drinking water. There are people dying around our world because they don't have access to clean water. So for $50,000, we can provide five water pumps and make a difference and meet a huge need. Right here in our own community, we as kids, we want to send volunteers on a weekly basis to go tutor kids. And also, we talk to WIS kids, and for $15,000, that we can help, help with some supplies, help have, provide coats for underprivileged kids, and make a difference in people's lives. Understand something, though. Social justice, which is a huge buzzword in our world today, social justice. Social justice without spiritual justice is no justice at all. Hear your pastor. Social justice is huge. Let's meet needs. Let's meet needs. Let's meet needs. We're motivated by let's meet needs. And I believe in that. But social justice without spiritual justice is no justice at all because we can feed children and we can get their bellies full of rice. But without Jesus, they'll be full and go to hell. Spiritual justice matters. And so that's why we're starting another 100 churches, not people's churches, but we believe in the capital C church. We've already, through the Association of Related Churches, we've already planted 534 churches across America. Some of them right here in the Oklahoma City metro area started one just a couple of months ago in the Oklahoma City metro area. We want to continue to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I believe that the, the church is the hope of the world, and Jesus is building his church, so we want to partner with ARC and help to start 100 new churches next year so that people can get spiritual food and accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. We also also want to keep investing in our people's church campuses, our current campuses and our future campuses. There are more to come to see more changed lives. I just want you to know, just in case if you're wondering, our best days are not behind us. We're going to keep reaching people, discipling people, seeing people delivered and set free, seeing marriages restored, people set free from drug addiction. We're going to keep reaching people far from God and seeing their life changed by the power of Jesus Christ. Jesus changes people's lives. So we're going to keep investing. We're going to keep investing. Friends, the scripture says this in Proverbs 19, verse 17, our heavenly father cares about the poor. It says, whoever lend, whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will reward them for what they have done. You know, we, we don't really think about that, but here's what the scripture teaches. When we're kind to the poor, we actually are lending to God. 
or giving to God. This past week, we were driving, and my family, we were at a stoplight, and several cars were in front of us, and we saw a homeless man. And you know, it, sometimes you can be kind of critical when you see somebody homeless, and you wonder, are you really homeless holding a sign up and thinking, you know, are you kind of running game on us? Is this legit? And you hate to be skeptical like that, but sometimes you are. And, but this man, we looked at him, and it was no doubt that this man was, was homeless and struggling. He was skin and bones. He was tattered and bruised up and cut up, just didn't look good at all. And I saw a car behind us. They rolled down the window. They handed him some bread, a couple of loaves of bread, and looked at him. They go, wow. Tiffany said to me, should we do something? I said, sure, babe. And she handed me some money. I rolled down the window and gave him some money. And the car in front of us rolled down their window and gave the man some money. And you know what the scripture teaches? We give to the poor. We're lending to the Lord. We, we gave to the Lord that day. Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 27 says, those who give to the poor will lack nothing. God says, I care so much about the poor. You take care of the poor. You'll lack nothing. But those who close their eyes to them receive many curses. And I don't want us to close our eyes to the poor as a church. I don't want us to close our eyes to the lost and the hurting all around us who desperately need to experience the love of Jesus Christ. Jesus said it like this in Matthew 25, verse 35. Let, let the Lord speak to you, our Savior. Here's what he says. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And the next several verses say, well, Lord, when did we do this for you? We don't remember feeding you, Jesus. We don't remember clothing you. We don't remember coming to visit you in the prison. We, we don't remember giving you a place to live when you were a stranger and homeless. We don't remember doing this for you. And, and here's what he goes on to say in Matthew 25, verse 40. The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the, the, the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. When you helped the homeless, when you fed the person who was hungry, when you took care of the thirsty, when you helped the people in prison, you did it for me. Wow. I have good news for you. Jake Bodine, who was with us last week, met with the state. He's the CEO, the president of God Behind Bars. He had a meeting with them early Monday morning, and he gave us good news that we're going to be started. He said, Herbert, it, was, it went well, 99.99999%. Mabel Bassett Correctional Facility will be People's Church's first prison location to make a difference in the lives of women for inmates. If you're new with us, it's our vision to take the gospel into the prison. We have been approved by the state of Oklahoma to take the gospel to love on prisoners. And so we have a heart for this. This is the beginning of what God's going to do at People's Church to take the gospel God behind bars starting at Mabel Bassett. I would love for us to get this kicked off the launch date. I would love for it to be Easter or before in the first quarter of the year. That first location will cost us $75,000. So here's, our, here's what we want to do. We want to pray. We want to begin to give generously so that we can start that location and to see women's lives impacted by the cause of Jesus Christ. Jesus changes lives. And what we do for those ladies, 
What we do for the least of these, we did for Jesus. I want to share with you for a few moments three reasons why we must meet the needs of the poor and needy. You could just read the Bible over and over and over, Old and New Testament, and see how much God cares about the poor and the needy. But why should we help to meet the needs of the poor and needy? I want to give you three quick reasons. Number one is this, because we care. Because we care. Jesus said this in Matthew 15, verse 32. He just got through preaching to a large crowd, thousands of people. And the scripture says Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. They're, they're hungry. Look at them. They, they need something to eat. And you don't even care. But guys, I care. I have compassion for them. He says, I do not want to send them away hungry or they may collapse on the way. And Jesus sees people who are hungry, and the scripture says he has compassion on them. He saw them and had compassion. And you know what happens in our world today is you and I can become desensitized to the needs that are all around us because we are bombarded with suffering all the time. Every time you turn on the television, you see suffering. Somebody bombed someone, somebody blew up someone, ISIS did this, and somebody raped someone, somebody shot someone, somebody stole from someone, someone's in need, someone's suffering, someone's hungry. And you know what happens? Every time you listen to the radio, somebody is hurting, somebody's suffering, somebody was wounded. Every time you read social media, you just read, I mean, you can just read social media, and it's just negative, and somebody's hurting, and lonely, and broken, and, and robbed, and killed. And you see so much of that, you can just become desensitized. You can just become cold. You can just become indifferent. I'm just going to live my life. Just keep ISIS away from me. You know what I mean? I don't care about nobody else. And, and not even care. And what my hope is this. We, we do something to meet the needs of people because like Jesus, we care. We look at people. God, give us your heart that we would care about poor people and hurting people and people who can't speak up for themselves and people who are less fortunate than us. God, I pray, just like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, help us to care. When we see people that don't know Jesus, that, that we would actually care about our neighbor and our co-worker and people at school and family members who don't know you will spend a Christless eternity away from our heavenly father if we don't do our part to make a difference. Lord, help us care. Number two is this, not only because we care, but because we're called. Because we're called, we will make a difference in the lives of hurting and broken and, and poor and needy people. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 says this, for we are God's handiwork. We are talking about children of God. If you're a Christian, if you've given your life to Christ, if you've been saved, if you've been redeemed, if you've been born again, if you've been regenerated, if you trusted Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, here's what the scripture teaches. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Did you realize that? You were created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You were called by God. I was called by God to do good works. Listen, God created you. He knitted you together in your mother's womb. He saved you to do good works. Hear me today. We're not saved because we do good works, but we do good works because we are saved. We don't do good works to be saved, but we do do good works because we are saved. 
If you're saved and you know it, your life will surely show it. Because we were created. We were saved. We were regenerated. We were born again. We were washed by the blood of the Lamb to make a difference, to be salt, to be light, that our light wouldn't be hidden under a bushel, but we would lift off the bushel and let our light shine. We were created for this. We were born for this. To make it, you say, Pastor, I feel something stirring on me because you were born for this. You were created for this. That's why when you showed up today, you said, Pastor, you already got about 10 projects we're doing. And then today I hear about Salvation Army. Amen. Another one. Praise the Lord. We just want to make a difference. I'm going to buy some toys to help underprivileged kids. I believe you can do it as well. So there'll be boxes at all of our campuses in the lobby, at all of our out-of-state Indianapolis, all of our locations. Go buy some toys. It helps some underprivileged kids. Now don't be Cloroxing your old toys. I know how some of you are old. Be Cloroxing. I got some toys, Pastor, that we don't use no more. We don't want them toys. Your kids don't even want them toys. Keep your toys. Go buy some new toys. Bring them to the campuses. Drop them off. Why? Let's make a difference. We're created for this. The chairman of the board for the Salvation Army goes to our church. Come on, we got a Christian man from our church helping to lead the Salvation Army. And we know when we buy those toys, they're going to the right people to make a difference. Come on, get some Christmas invitation cards. You've been hearing about it? Come on, make a You were called for this. Go, go get, when you leave out today, get some of those Christmas cards. Invite home for Christmas cards. And say, you know what? I'm going to bring some people to church this Christmas series. People are going to get saved as they watch the performances and hear the word of God and watch snow and drink hot chocolate. Invite some Come on, God, help us care. We were created to be light. We were created to be salt. We were created to make a difference and see people come to know Christ. Get those cards out. Make a difference. Bring people. Pack the car full of people and get them to God's house this Christmas season. Number three is this. Number three is this. Because we can. Because we care. Because we're called. Because we can. By myself, I'm not very powerful. But together with thousands of you doing your part, we all do our part. We can make a difference. Together, we can make a difference for 100 kids in Haiti and help them get a Christ-centered education and food in their bellies. Together, we can build eight homes and help eight homeless families in Haiti have a roof over their heads. Together, we can provide clean drinking water for people who don't have drinking water, clean water in, in Kenya, Africa. Together, we can provide kids in Oklahoma City tutoring through WizKids and provide some coats and some supplies for those kids. Together, we can build the city rescue mission and provide a new kitchen so they can renovate and be able to serve the homeless in our community with efficiency. Together, we can plant a hundred new life-giving churches all across America to provide spiritual food for those who need Jesus Christ. Together, we can launch more people's church locations to see more lives changed by the power of Christ. Together we can raise the 75,000 and start a prison location in Mabel Bassett and help some women find Jesus and hope and answers. God behind bars. Together we can make a big difference. Here's what the scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. This verse of scripture just jumped out at me in some new ways this week. And I trust that well, the Lord just kind of dropped in my heart 
that he'll use it to minister to your heart. Listen to these verses from a fresh perspective. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. In other words, if you sow generously, you'll reap generously. If you sow sparingly, if you sow little, you'll reap a little. Verse 7 says, you must, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. So when it comes to our offerings, we pray and we hear from God on what to give. Our tithe, we return the first 10% of our income back to the Lord through the local church. But our offerings, we pray and we decide how much to give. And don't give reluctantly, Scripture says, or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who's a cheerful giver. There's no pressure. Nobody's going to twist your arm up. Nobody's going to call you, pressure you, sell you Avon to give to the Lord. We're not going to do any of that. We're just you to pray. Together, if we just all pray and hear from God, we'll meet a lot of needs with that million dollars this next year. He goes on to say in verse 8, and God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Here's my prayer for you. Here's what I pray. God bless our church. Bless our people. Bless them with more than they need. I think it's a selfish prayer for me as a pastor to pray, God, just meet our needs. Just meet our people's needs. No, no, no. God wants to give us more than we need. Why? So that we can be a blessing with others. So that we can share with others. He goes on to say in verse number 9, as the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. In other words, when you and I meet the needs of the poor, God doesn't just bless us here on earth. He doesn't just give us a harvest back on earth so that we can continue to give. But he remembers what we did in heaven. He's going to reward us in heaven. He'll remember forever. Verse 10 says, for God is the one who provides seed to the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources. I pray God would increase your resources why? And then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. You're blessed to be a blessing. Verse 11, yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can, because we can. You can always be generous. You can make a difference. You can. And when we take your gifts to, to those who need them, they will thank God. I love that. Listen, when we generously give, there are going to be people that thank God in Haiti and Kenya in America and Oklahoma City there are going to be people that come to know Jesus Christ because you and I were generous here's what I want to ask you to do if you're a regular attender here I'm not asking those who are guests today but if you're a regular attender here in the back of a seat pocket is a dream builders card would you grab that card now and I'm going to ask you to make a commitment to the Lord let the Lord speak to your heart just grab that card it's in the back of a seat pocket near you just grab it I know some of you are thinking, Pastor, I'm not going to make a commitment. I'm not going to be a dream builder. That's okay. Just fake it. Just act like I'm going to be, just pretend like you're going to be generous. Amen. Just reach over and fake like you're grabbing it right now. Just make me feel good. Amen. But I know many of you care. And nobody twisting your arm. But say, God, what do you want me to do this next year to give above my tithe to make a difference? On the back of the card, you can see here's how much. Here, here, here's how, how we can accomplish the 2016 vision goal together. So that million dollars, you can see the number of people we need to participate and the levels that we're believing the Lord to speak to our hearts. And as you fill out this card, we're asking you to commit in three areas. 
Would you commit with your time? So would you be in church faithfully? Give God your time. Would you be in a small group, a community group faithfully with your time? Give your God your time. We ask you to commit in that next area, the next 12 months. Would you commit with your talent? Would you serve in the church? Hey, this Christmas season, I'm going to let you know, we need you. If you're not serving, we really need your help. We're going to have thousands of people coming through our doors the next several weeks of the Christmas series and performances, and we need ushers and greeters and people in the parking lot and the kids' ministry all over the campus that we can just make this place buzz and offer hope to people when they come. And would you be a part of serving every week at your church and in the community? Here's what I want you to do. Following the service, would you drop by our difference maker table that's in the lobby and say, hey, count on me. Get, get me plugged in. I want to serve in this Christmas series and make a difference. Just drop by. It's in the lobby. You can't miss it on all the campuses. Come on, give God your talent. Serve in the community. But begin serving in your local church first. Get plugged in to build God's house. And then third of all, treasure. If you're not tithing, it begins with giving, returning the first 10% to God. You begin there. If you're not a tither, start there. God, I want to start returning the first 10% back to you to the local church where I worship. Begin there. But if you're a tither, would you pray like Tiffany and I are praying? And what is God asking you to give over the next 12 months so that we can accomplish these projects, go to the prison system, feed homeless people, make a difference? And we want to be generous to the Lord and make a tremendous difference in our city, state, nation, and world. The ushers will be dropping by in a few moments to collect our Dream Builder commitment cards. And on December the 13th, we're going to have a miracle offering. Would you pray about this? On December the 13th, would you pray? God, what would you have me to get my best offering? Because we want to jumpstart the projects. I really would. The only thing that's going to slow us down from starting Maple Bassett is just God giving through us. So we want to start that location. And so let's jumpstart all of these projects by everybody bringing their best offering December the 13th, a miracle offering, and jumpstarting these projects with generosity to see more changed lives.